We are here because we are dedicated to helping members of our community build lean, strong bodies and confident, resilient minds. Determined to elevate the lives of working professionals, stay-at-home parents, and anyone who is ready to level up their life. Our invigorating group fitness classes, practical nutrition programs, and authentic coaches help ignite your life. Find a place that believes in you. Find a place that challenges you. Find CrossFit South Park. All right, and welcome to the Southpaw Spotlight, episode 12, I think. We're here with uh, Sally, who's uh, been a member of our gym for a little while now. Uh, Sally's an occupational therapist who uh, works uh, specifically on the hands, as she said, the elbow down. But she has a really unique perspective as she's tried a number of different fitness methodologies. She's currently in training for a a marathon um, and has been kind of all around the the, uh, fitness spectrum. So Sally, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me here today. So Sally, tell me a little bit. I know a little bit of this story, but I'd love to hear some of the timeline before I know, but how did you decide that you wanted to try CrossFit? What were you looking for? Um, I was kind of actually thinking about this because I knew you would ask, Um, (laughs) but you know, I actually tried CrossFit probably like 10 years ago and it was, it was like a really weird workout. I went in and it was all like hill running training. And I was like, this is not CrossFit to me. So I thought it was really weird. So I was like, mm, I'm out. <laughs> um, but yeah, quick backstory. I was training for a trip to Nepal. This is probably about three years ago. And I needed something like some sort of workout that would kind of help me train for that trip here in Minnesota. And so I ended up going to the studio and it was great. It was like a hit workout, functional. I loved it. It was 45 minutes in and out. Um, and then the pandemic happened and I was like, okay, well, everything shut down. And then when we started to slowly open up, I couldn't go back there because the schedules weren't working. So I'm like, all right, well, I need to find a new place. I've always, I had friends who've done CrossFit in the past and I, I'm like always intrigued because I go to their competition. I'm like, God, you know, I could never do that. Like, that's so awesome that you're doing all these things. And then one day, and just to clarify it, it wasn't just hill sprints. Correct. It was not hills, just hill sprints. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like one day your, your Southpaw CrossFit popped up on my Facebook page. I'm like, what is this? So then I like clicked on it. It was close to home between work and home. And I'm like, this is perfect. And I was kind of just diving in, looking into more of your page. I was like, wow, this is really what I'm looking for. Functional movements that will help you lift like heavier weights, but be smart about it. And that was like my key point is being smart because I don't want to be injured. You know, no one should be injured. And being functional, like you can transfer it from the gym to your everyday life. And that was really what I was truly looking for. So I, you know, called Nick up and we chatted and we, I tried out the class and I was hooked and I was like, yep, this is it. <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. Sally, I would consider you more of a, more of an academic or student of this sport. You love kind of the intricacies of human movement. And also as it relates to more globally, just health in general. Have you had any any new insight into how your own body moves or how you take care of it subsequently or after joining CrossFit? Um, uh, let's see. Let me, that's a great question. There's things that I tell myself that I should do and there are things that I just don't do, but I know I should. <laughs> <laughs> One, being stretching. Like um, with running and with CrossFit, I've noticed that that's like a huge thing that I've noticed, like I'm super tight all the time, even waking up in the morning, like normally I wouldn't be, but just with combining both of those together, I'm like, oh, maybe I should like try to stretch after my runs or even my CrossFit or, you know, my biggest thing is rest. 
like you we don't think about that as like recovery and and you know your body being that but like if you're going hard like multiple days in a row you need a day off so that your body can really recover so that you can actually go harder those other days so that would be like my key thing that i've noticed that more rest than i expected or want to do because mm-hmm. i just like to go hard all the time it seems like there are two types of people that we tend to encounter one is people who need a little restraint you know, as coaches, we need to hold them back just a little bit and kind of save them from themselves. And then people who need a little more push, mm-hmm. right, who may mm-hmm. not work out if they're not in a group setting, or they may not get that that dose of physical activity if they, if they don't have some some kind of external, uh, you know, person or, or force helping them, you know, enjoy it or, or be accountable. Yes, I totally agree. Um, and that's like a total mental game, even between CrossFit and running, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at this point where I'm winding down here to my training with, with my marathon training. And I always great. I always love like going into CrossFit because you have someone there that's going to go a little bit more than you a little bit harder. Not that you're in competition with them, but like, you just feel like that neatness, like, Oh yeah, I can go a little bit more. I can go a little bit harder. And then even with running, I mean, it was like a total mental game. Like yesterday I had been running all week, to be honest with you, like just life happens and you know, you know, whatever. And I was talking to my coach and I, I was like, okay, you know, like I haven't been running all week, you know, he's like, okay, we'll just do this lap this one time around, you know, and that'll be good. And just see how you feel. I'm like, all right, of course I have this pace in mind that I have to be at, you know, for this race, you know, whatever. And I have to hit these marks. And I went running with these two guys and I'm like, God, you know, they're just running a little bit faster than I am. I don't know if I can keep up, but I ended up keeping up with them the whole time. And I got back and talked to my coach and I was like, it's total mental game. Like totally. Like I didn't think I could do it, but then I was started doing because people were around. I'm like, I'm just going to keep going with it. And you just kind of lose yourself. And it's like, I'm so glad that there's other people around <laughs> with me when I'm working out. This might be cliche, but I, I think we are often our biggest adversaries. We talk ourselves out of things. We tell ourselves we can't do things. And that's the limiter where we get too afraid to fail, right? And that's a theme that we see over and over again. And it just takes that willingness to try and seeing other people try things and either succeed or not succeed, it, it, it gives you that permission to, to do it yourself or to try it yourself. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's an interesting dichotomy of, you know, we're our, our greatest enemies and also our greatest friends. And it's how do you learn to harness those two? And I, I like to envision it as a dance. It's like you, sometimes you're leading, sometimes you're, you're following and, uh, but just find that harmony. Yeah. Sa- Sally, you, uh, I think you have a really unique perspective. As I was growing up, I was a runner and I thought that the best way, well, the best way to get in shape for like, if you're racing, racing, like you want to win a race uh, is to probably just run. But if you want to do well and uh, you want to be more part of a more holistic lifestyle, uh, you can incorporate a lot of other types of movements into that, that may actually help you in the long run, be more robust, keeps your, keep your joints healthier. What have you found um, with your marathon training this year versus when you've done marathon training before? Yeah. So in the past, um, I think my last marathon was six years ago, ever since up to that point, um, I've always just been running like no weight training, no strengthening, none of that stuff at all. And that's the one thing I've noticed with CrossFit, even just in general, just lifting more in the last few years and then actually training for this race. Like I've noticed I'm tracking my runs. And when I do my normal CrossFit workout and then go run afterwards, my run feels and is so much faster and I feel so much stronger versus before I would just kind of struggle through it or not. I guess not have an intention behind the workout. So then I just kind of like, Oh, I'm just out here running. And then either I don't push myself hard enough or I push myself too hard. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that was the one thing. 
that I've noticed with CrossFit. Are you, are you doing the same volume with running as you were, as you would otherwise maybe, or are you substituting or complementing it with CrossFit style workouts? I, it's, it's changed over the course of the five months that I've been training. So in the beginning, I was just kind of doing my normal CrossFit. So four or five days a week. And then it was just like three days kind of building up my running since I hadn't been running for so long. Um, but now it's more like I'm tapering off on the CrossFit strengthening to like two to three days, if that. Um, and then my mileage has kind of been ramping up, but still four or five days running a week. But the intensity is increasing also. So I have to give up the CrossFit to increase intensity with running. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point. This is more for people who are on the competitive uh, side is that your, your body isn't always going to be primed to optimate or to operate optimally, you know, hundred percent of the time. In fact, you, to make progress, you're going to have to push that envelope a little bit, your, your, your threshold of what's, of what's possible, uh, what's possible. And to do that, you necessarily aren't going to be able to perform your best in a singular um, circumstance or event. But if you look at the training cycle in a much longer term, you know, and I think that's where it's helpful to have a coach who can say like, hey, we're going to start tapering down. So your body, it's had all this great training. You've pushed your, your potential up and now we're going to taper down so that you can operate really well on game day. Yes. And that's why I have like, I'm so glad to be with CrossFit because your coaches are awesome. I mean, you and Addison and everyone, Angela and everyone there, that's just so great. Um, and then just having that running coach, it's more like, my goals, he knows where my goals are, you know, and just like, we've talked about this way in the beginning, when I first started with him, even I was like, I need someone to tell me not to do something because yeah. I think I'm going to do something right. And then it's like the total opposite. So it's been very helpful to have both of you guys like help me through this whole process. <laughs> well, good. We, um, I still have a coach. Um, I know both Addison and Angela have people that they work with and, you know, our coaches will still come to class and get coached. And I think, uh, again, you have a very good, you know, insight into this. You have a running coach. We've talked about your chiropractor who is almost, you know, you have very good nutritional habits. You have very good exercise, fitness, lifestyle habits, but you're still getting information from the outside. Talk to me a little bit about the importance or the value of having a coach as you see that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always thought before, like, oh, I can just figure this out. Right. But if you want to just really go hard and just have someone tell you what to to do. I mean, sometimes that's, that's what you need as a, as an athlete, right? You just have to have someone just like look at you from an outside source, knowing what they know and then just helping you along. Um, and that's been the most valuable thing that I've had so far this whole time. And, um, I also even had a friend that was like, Oh, I'm going to run this marathon with you. It's her first one. And she's like, Oh, I don't know if I should get a coach. And I'm like, well, it depends. Do you want to just run and finish? Or do you want to run with the time and place and not get injured? And, you know, like do run your best race, I guess is the best way to say it. And so I was like, just get a coach if that's the case. If you're only going to do this one time, just get the coach, have fun with it. Don't get injured, enjoy it. You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, they're very valuable. Absolutely. Like I, I definitely think you guys are awesome. <laughs> I also just knowing you, you have a lot, you exercised a ton, you work a, a high demand job, a busy social calendar, family. And I know if I, I would imagine if I was in your shoes that if I was on my own, I would be constantly second guessing how much running I was doing versus how much, what type of training, what workouts I was doing, what I should be doing. I'd be trying to find stuff online and then I'd get into conflicting stories and having a coach allows you to click that part of your brain off. So you just have to think about getting it done. 
And the value of being able to shut down parts of your mind so you can use it more wisely and intelligently where you want it, which is at work with your family and friends, you know, it's more subjective, but equally important. Yes, definitely. Totally agree with you. 100%. Have you, um, I know not with the, the, the race coming up, but have you had any inkling to get into any like lifting competitions or CrossFit competitions or explore more of the competitive side of something like CrossFit? I hadn't. It was never on my radar until Nick, you had mentioned something about it a long time ago. <laughs> oh, the CrossFit Open. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, but you know, so I always love to do something kind of extreme every decade of my life. So my twenties was my marathon in my thirties. It was my 50 miler. And then my 40 coming up here. Um, I'm like, Oh, well I can start training for a CrossFit competition. You know, So maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> that's, no, that's really cool. I think, and I want to unpack that a little bit, uh, cause I haven't thought of it that way before. But what do you see as the, the value of, because obviously like you're probably not going to win the marathon, right? Right. right. Guys like, uh, you know, Hakeem el Garouge or whatever, these world-class runners who are going to be there and they run like 446 average mile pace for 26 miles, which is ridiculous, right? Right. Um, but that sense of accomplishment, what does, you know, completing a marathon or 50 miler or, or a competition of whatever sort it is, what does that do for you? What do you enjoy about that? I just love the training part of it. Like I always tell myself, I love the training piece. And then race day, there's so many factors that can go into it that might just make the whatever event just kind of go out the window. And that's okay. Like I'm okay with it going into it. Like I, all I want to do is just be able to finish, like to tell myself that I did this and I can finish. What does the training element, which seems to be the real you know, motivator, I think, getting to race day and knowing you have that training is, is helpful psychologically. Mm -hmm. What's the emotional uh, reward or physical reward that you experience from the act of training or the act of having that goal? Yeah, I just, I feel like I learned so much during that, the training piece of it. And so you can tweak certain things to kind of see if you can improve a little bit here or there. And I think just being a person that just loves to learn, I think I enjoy that piece of that part of the whole training piece. Um, like what, what else can I do? Like if I do this again, you know, how can I tweak it to make it a little bit better? How can I, what am I learning from this for myself so that I can bring it to like another aspect of training somewhere else, you know? Um, whether it be a competition or just another workout, you know, just being smart about how am I going to do this Metcon, you know, a little bit better. <laughs> I think it's, it's easy as people who have grown up exercising mm -hmm. to miss some of the things that happen on a more regular basis, but just feeling better or having kind of a goal in mind, um, the confidence that it builds can be great. And we get focused on some of the, I, I get way too philosophical about things. And, but I think there's a ton of value in that. And I think that's really neat to have a challenge, whether it's, you know, a, a race or physical event or hiking a mountain, right. Or, or whatever it happens to be, or playing baseball with your kids for some people. And those are neat. And they, they keep you kind of hungry and, and willing to learn, which I think is, you know, quintessentially human. We're taught from a, a young age, you know, you, you're going to be a, from a baby to a toddler, to a kid, and then a teenager, and then you become, you know, a young adult. And then at, you know, 18 or 21, or whenever you graduate college, it's like, hey, you're grown up now. And it, there's so much left on the table for us to learn, right? And it's and yes. to soak up and to learn about ourselves or others or how we interact. Right. And it's, um, I, I think it does us a disservice to think that we're done 
growing or, or changing at that point. Yes, I totally agree with you completely. Like, I feel like we always need to be learning. Otherwise, we're just kind of done, you know? And so, I, yeah, I just, learning is always key for me. And this is one, something I just thought of with your, what we've talked about with racing or, or whatever is that in CrossFit, we look at being good or really good at everything, not great at any one thing. And typically when we're, when you do something new, you're going to have a, a much higher marginal benefit from that, right? So when you start rock climbing or training for rock climbing, you progress very fast right off the bat. But then when you're going from, you know, a level nine to a level 10, it's going to take a long time for that to happen because it, there's, there's very little kind of, there are little tweaks and things that you can do. And same thing I experienced this with running is like, to go from a, a 445 mile to a 430 mile is much different than going from like, you know, a seven and a half minute mile to a seven minute mile, right? right. It's just a different ballgame. And it takes so much more work. When if you're looking at, you know, maybe I'm gonna do a race this year, uh, a lifting competition, two years from now, climb Mount Everest a few years after that, it's like you, you can learn so much, uh, just broadly and inclusively. And I think a lot of those lessons tie into each other. Right. Definitely. I definitely agree. And just using different body parts, different muscle groups, you know, you know, so that you're just not like overusing one another, um, I think is really important. Um, and that's why I like sports sometimes, like you have to kind of go between different sports just to kind of get a well-rounded, you know, workout. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think specifically yeah. in the running community. And I, I saw this all the time is like knee, hip, you know, patella tendon, calf, ankle injuries are just like sky, you know, it's just like, yeah. so everyone has a story. And when you only do one thing over and over and over, it's no wonder that something is going to start to break down in it. Right. And sure that the, the same could be said of, of many different disciplines, but. Right. And you know, like to me, you just think like running, can you just go out and go run, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much more into running than just running. Yeah. <laughs> like learning. I'm like, oh, and if I tweak, yes. And like just the tweaking the little things of like, oh, like hold your arms this way and keep mm-hmm. them in and where your feet goes, you know, it's like, it can make a huge difference. You can just tweak those little things. And I'm like, wow, I never knew that. Well, this is a great metaphor because think of how many steps you take over a mile Mm -hmm. uh, and then multiply that by 26.2 and think about if your shoe weighs two ounces is two ounces lighter, right? How many thousand pounds do you save over the course of a race? Or if your, your arm swing gives you you 1% more energy, how does that affect your overall time? And I think those things are fascinating. If you're striking with your midfoot versus your heel, uh, and not creating a negative force on the ground, it's going to save you, you know, a significant amount of, of energy that you can use to breathing and feeling more comfortable or to go faster. Right. Um, and I think that transfers into so many aspects of our life and why I think that fitness is very foundational is because it's like, you know, 365 days in a year, 24 hours in a day. If each of those hours or days or whatever you were just a little bit more confident or uh, a little um, had a little more energy, right? Where do you end up in a year versus where you would have ended up in a year? And that's, and like those little things make a huge difference And having a coach or someone to kind of help you get those little gains, those little, the little bits of progress can have such huge returns. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Sally, what would you tell a friend who is, kind of like you were like on the fence about CrossFit, maybe they tried it a long time ago, 
and they were interested in giving it a try, what would you say to them? I would tell them to just go do it. Um, go do it because not all gyms are the same though. That was one thing I would tell them. And I do tell people all that all the time, like try out a CrossFit gym, see if it's for you. Cause they may not be, you know, like I said before, my first experience, I was like, Nope, that's not for me. Um, but then I come to CrossFit Southpaw and I was like, yep, that I sold. Like I'm that that's my gym. Um, so definitely try it out. Like it sounds very intimidating. Like I've told people before and they're like, Oh, that sounds really intimidating. Like it sounds like it, but it's not that bad. Like just go and show up, you know, the coaches are there for a reason to help you along, to modify, to adjust what's needed, you know? Um, and I would definitely say, just go do it for sure. I think, um, as a caveat or warning for anyone who listens to this and, and wants to know, I think if a, if a gym doesn't let you try out a class or funnels you into one particular class with one particular coach, I think uh, you should have kind of have a warning sign. You know, it's a, it's a culture that can pick up on when you're there and, and present in it. And there are obviously extenuating circumstances, but I think that's something, you know, really any gym should, you should be able to walk in and get a feel for what that place is like before you're, you're forced to make a decision. Absolutely. I love how you guys always encourage, like try to take different classes with different coaches so that you can get like a different experience in, you know, different uh education you know yeah i think it's simultaneously <clears throat> helpful to have a, a different opinion and then the same people kind of week to week so that they get to know you how you respond to things what type of things you're working on and then also like we can kind of tell when someone might be feeling a little more beat up or they're feeling really good that day and kind of feed off of that energy kind of help get to know them but absolutely i think you're completely correct with that is get different viewpoints different people say things in different ways and there might be one that clicks with you absolutely Mm-hmm. Well, Sally, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great chatting and, and learning more about, about what you do and, and the thoughts behind it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Nick. All right. Take care. You too. Thanks. 